What's shaking cats and kittens? Rob Lee here, and today's episode of The Truth in His Art is sponsored by a new online art platform called Fire and Bliss Creative. Fire and Bliss is the first art platform that I've seen that focuses on the art of the LGBTQ plus BIPOC and ally artists exclusively. And I have to say, the pieces are amazing. Whether you're looking specifically to add diverse art to your collection, or you have a space that needs a bit of updating, every single print on fireandbliss.com has been created by a diverse, independent artist who maintains full control over their art and their profit. I work with Fire and Bliss to curate a collection of my favorite pieces, like Somewhere Blue by Wodrich Francois. Shop my favorites at fireandbliss.com backslash truth and get 20% off your first purchase at Fire and Bliss. Again, that's fireandbliss.com backslash truth and use the code truth for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I am interviewing a Washington, D.C.-based artist whose work seeks to intertwine iconic American pop culture references with black images to positively promote black love, black beauty, and black power. It sounds about right. It gets super black. <laughs> Please welcome Maurice James Jr. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Peace and blessings, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I for, firstly, I, I dig the art. I dig what I'm seeing. I like when it's something that's familiar that's flipped, and it's familiar with that flip, but in a different way. It's like I right. recognize this black person that's in here, but also I recognize uh, this pop culture reference here as well. Yeah, I mean, it's truly about um, trying to be that bridge uh, yeah. and make it make it look seamless to make it look almost like authentic to the point where people get confused if it was like real or fake. Uh, yeah. That's that's really the, the ultimate goal, to like to like trick people, but in a cool kind of like dope kind of like awesome kind of way. So, if you will, for those undipped, uninitiated, give us those vital stats. To, um, please, like, really tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself um, more than I did. I kind of gave that thousand foot yeah. view. I wanted you to give that <laughs> granular level joint. Yeah, we're no doubt. Um, so Maurice James, like you said, I'm a junior. I'm a pops senior. I grew up in Philly. Um, you know, always, always dug art, dug comic books, comic book, uh, baseball cards, football cards, movies, television, all that media to consume as kids. Uh, grew up in the 90s, you know, and so all that pop culture from there, from the 70s, from the 60s, uh, from because of my parents and uh, from the music from my parents, from the music that we grew up with hip hop. So all those things combined make the hodgepodge of what kind of goes on in my head to kind of like combine the art that I do currently, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of like the background, like where, where the base of what the art comes from, from all those references from like my my childhood and also from my parents' childhood, kind of, kind of sort of that, really. Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of have like a, a similar background in that regards where um, my my dad was born in the mid fifties, my mom in the mid sixties. So those are those are those references that yeah. just by proxy you're going to be in the crib. You know, I, I was born in the eighties, and it's just like, uh -huh. all right, I, I I need to know these things because mm -hmm. I think um, from a transference kind of way, your parents hand you over their pop culture stuff, and I think the thing that's interesting is even as you go back we'll find that black person or we'll find that right. black character. It wasn't many yeah. of them, but we'll find them like, yo, this is my guy right here. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot, but like, you know, once we had, we can kind of accentuate and then just like kind of build off of that. So I just kind of like, I build off of those yeah. small, those, those, those minimal characters that are in some of these shows that we just love. And we just like, just try to build on that, that character and that story. Sometimes make a, a fake story that didn't, it didn't exist. 
and I can build one because we kind of already got the baseline knowledge of that character. So we kind of yeah. know I'm not like, I'm not going crazy with it. I'm not, it's just right on board with everything that will happen anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it's not always a stretch when I do it because like it kind of fits seamless into the story. Totally. So I read that your, your work is uh, black liberation in pop art colors. Right. Why, why does pop, um, pop art specifically resonate with you? Like I love pop art, but why yeah. does that resonate for you? Uh, I mean, it resonates with me because it's just the, um, I think the advertising uh, aspect of it, where it's always like in your face is direct. There's no confusion behind it because it's like, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I show it to you. It could yeah. be a product. It could be a movie. It could be a movie poster. Uh, it could be a song. Like all these pop things and these colors like grab you immediately. Uh, it's not really abstract. It's like really to the point. Uh, and you can pull from like like you said, I think that you said um, you can pull from things that people recognize, mm-hmm. like a soda can, anything. I, I mean, I'd love to pull from anything to like highlight Black liberation. And then the, the trick is for me that, that I always try, try to like give myself a little is like how do I pull Black liberation out of something that had nothing to do with Black liberation at all, mm-hmm. right? And that's always fun process for me to kind of like how do I pull it out of something that didn't it wasn't meant for Black liberation, but how do I add that or apply that? to, to um, this particular thing I'm kind of messing around with. So we, we all get those lulls, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I know sometimes I'm feeling like dry. I'm feeling like unmotivated. What keeps you motivated in a, in a creative career? Because like, again, it's those highs and those lows. You get hit, you know, like, man, I got to do this thing later. I got, you know, it, how, how do you stay motivated? Oh, you know what? I stay motivated because there's so much to, to like change, man. Like there's so many, uh, media items that had black people out of it that I'm just motivated for the fact that I want to see black people within it. So I'm always like constantly thinking, well, how do I add black people to that? that they would never be in that at all. So how do I change that? So I'm motivated by the fact that there's, there's so much to change. There's so much to do, man. There's yeah. so many images out there to like flip and mess around with. That, and then sometimes like a cool a cool um, idea just strikes me. I might be watching a commercial or something. I say, oh, I forgot about that. Or I might be watching the old movie that I forgot about. Say, like, damn, this is a good flip right there. And I got, I either put it in my phone really fast and like in my notes or I just run my computer really, really quick. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but if I'm not home, I just throw in my notes and I say, all right, I want to forget this. And I put like just the, um, almost like when I used to write stand up, just like put like the punchline. Yeah. And then I'll, then I'll kind of like finish the, uh, finish the joke when I get home. I didn't, I didn't know you wrote stand up. We, we may have another conversation ah. to have after this. <laughs> I used to, I, I used to be, uh, like really heavy into it. Uh, when I was in Philly, I'm back at the laugh house every Wednesday, open mic night. Uh, and again, like I think, and it's funny when I'm, I look at stand up comedians, it's kind of like my, kind of like, uh, the people that I can, I really compare myself to as far as the way I do art, because mm-hmm. the way they build and the way they kind of like to tell a joke, how you build a joke and structure a joke. Like the main punchline is here, but all the other, all the other stuff is like in the background of art too at the same time. So yeah, I kind of like build my my art based off of like how I stand a comedian tell them a joke. That makes any sense. No, it does. I, and I, I love hearing when someone um, applies maybe a different practice or a different approach to something that seems very like dissimilar to yeah. how they do do their thing. So like, I, mm-hmm. I remember speaking with someone, it's like, man, I'm watching someone play guitar to help me be a better visual artist. And I was like, how does yeah, that sure. make sense? And yeah, yeah you know, um, I always look at chefs and um, and I, I kind of envy them and I look up to a lot of chefs. Um, me too, man. I, yeah, I can't cook for shit, but I definitely look at the chefs and <laughs> science of it. And, um, and the other thing is uh, like, Sometimes, uh, you know, you, you look at like for, for what I'm doing as a podcaster, it's like, oh, you look at other speakers. No, I don't. I'm, I'm looking at like, how do you approach this? Like, what is your approach? Mm-hmm. What's the base of your approach? Um, yeah. I, I remember recently I interviewed a dude who 
um, he uses, uh, I kind of put it, um, like data, like data integrity, sequel scripts and things of that nature to help <laughs> produce his artwork. Wow. Okay. His visual artwork. And I was just like, <laughs> all right, so some zeros yeah. and ones here. We got that. All right. Yeah. That's, that's funky, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I love it. Yeah. It's really for me like stand up comedians, how they, how they structure their work. And then um, I guess the uh, boastfulness and the um, arrogance of rappers. <laughs> I mean, just being just, just always just thinking and being the best. You have to believe in yourself first. So I think those two things kind of like combine. Of course, I love all the visual artists and what they do. But I think for me, uh, my process and then like the, and then also the confidence of Deion Sanders. Uh, prime time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see, I always joke that, you know, I'll, I'll have one for you. One might make sense. The other one might be super old, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. I, I try to combine myself as a version of Patrice O'Neill and a version of Charles Mangus. And some people was like, you're just an asshole. <laughs> it's like, no, mm -hmm. no, no. But it's just having an interesting <laughs> insight. You know, that, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, man. So, as a, as a living artist, like is is an artist living and working in D.C. Like, what strikes you mm -hmm. about like how maybe the city has changed is with special regard to the Black arts community? Uh I mean, it's, it's funny because I, I was I saw you send me that question I was, and I had to think about it. But you know what? Because at first I I was just working down here. I worked at BET. I was graphic designer for them mm -hmm. for a while, so I wasn't necessarily in the community. I was around it, but I wasn't necessarily in it. Sure. And this is like kind of my first like full year last year and then this my first second year kind of getting really in the grind. So I haven't met everybody or kind of seen the atmosphere of it because it's like, it's all over the place because, you know, it's all kind of spread out. Everybody does their own different thing. It's decentralized, um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, so I don't want to say it's not a community, but I just don't know the community well enough to like speak on it. I don't, I mean, I just, I just don't know enough. But uh, right. everybody I've met has been dope and cool. I meet artists all the time uh, in passing or like where they come to my show or I'll go go to their show or I'll stop at their studio. Uh, but yeah, like, but for the most part, I'm still kind of getting to learn the ends and outs of how the community works and, and who and who's who, who's cool who's uh you know who's flaky i mean i don't know i just don't know yet so i just I'm just, I'm just, I'm still learning, man. Still no, learning. I, I, I dig it. And I'm kind of in that, that same spot where um, here, like, you know, I'm based in Baltimore and initially the podcast was very like purely Baltimore centric, rah, rah. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I noticed kind of that crossover that was happening with, I am going to exhibitions that feature artists from the mid Atlantic. So you'd have that right, right, connection, yeah, yeah. That Philly connection and, and even New York in instances. And then sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I'm from Indiana. It's like, hold up. So, <laughs> you know, you got to bring in, you know, just yeah interesting conversations and for me the starting point is like did this pique my interest like do i mm -hmm. like what this person is doing yeah. and what the attempt is and i was just like all right and i like i like what's happening here for maurice i appreciate um, that Thank you. yeah totally um so your work references nostalgia with huge fan bases. This this is a thing for me because I hate fans. Yeah. Uh, it references uh, nostalgia with huge fan bases like Star Wars, Marvel Comics, DC Comics, <clears> and so on. I, initially, <throat> I had an air Playboy, but I was like, mm, that's changed. Uh, right. What what has the response been? And do you have any like struggles with like maybe comparison? It's like, oh, you're just doing this or you're just doing that. What does that look like for you? No, nah, I mean not too many comparisons. I guess here and there, when some when somebody does um, there may be another internet, not internet uh, artist, but say another artist who's post on the internet that does uh, a flip or make a character black. Uh, yeah. It's just that I think the the uh, difference between me and other people is I think black liberation is always the uh, focus. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the uh, separator, right? So, yeah. uh, I mean you just you see the same thing. So like with Playboy, uh, that was more about liberating women off of being Playboy. So it's based off the 1971 cover. Uh, when the first black woman was on the cover, and I kind of like pulled her on that and, and her protecting herself. 
Yeah. As well as the Chris Jones joint, which is like Ring Magazine about boxing, but it's more about black women empowerment, right? So I think it's more of a focus on the liberation of it all rather than just making a character black. No, I, I dig it. It's it adds yeah. that that other layers like some people when they talk about like art critic and art, art criticism and art consumption, mm-hmm. um, the the artist is left out of it. Like, what's that secret yeah, sauce? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. I am a black artist. And <laughs> this is yeah. this is what's baked into everything that I'm doing. For sure, man. It's like it's an affair of everything. Um, and it's important and it's needed. It's necessary. I got a three year old daughter. And she needs to see these, these cool things. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a lot of reasons why I do it. Uh, but really, it's about uh, the hearts and minds of the people, making sure people see something dope and cool. So, yeah. Like, seriously, when people see my show, uh, or, my, or my, my shows, like, you know, because I've had multiple, um, like, they really feel good after they, after they see the stuff. They really have an experience because they've never seen nobody do it like that before. I'm not saying I'm the only one doing it. I, don't, I haven't seen everybody's work, but I know, sure. I, I know the response I get from people that, that see my work. That's dope. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure you get a few trolls here and there too. Of like, uh, I mean, how yeah, dare some, you? Yeah, yeah. Some, it, was, it was early, like early in the game. Yeah. Uh, I did. A, I did a flip of like Doctor Manhattan, and, yeah. and, this, and this huge fan of Doctor Manhattan did not like it. And this was like kind of right before the um, show HBO came out, where yeah. Doctor Manhattan was black anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I felt justified a little bit when the show came out. Yeah, they actually did it. So, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's been it's been like super positive, man. Like you know, because really, because I make I really put in, the, in my tag like. It's about black liberation, so like, like leave me alone because this is what it's about. And if you if you hate on this, you hate on black liberation. That yeah. makes you not say you're racist, but if you hate black liberation, then you might be racist. Yeah, we're we're not on the same page then. It's just like you can you can go <laughs> elsewhere because <laughs> right, yeah. you know that's that's the thing. Like I've gone to the the, the like I'm I'm a big fan of pop culture. I'm a consumer of pop culture, and uh, and I think it's the '80s thing. I don't know, but yeah, it might be. I think it is. Yeah. I, I just remember going to like like Blurred <laughs> Con or what have you, and I felt compelled the first year I went to like write like this this long like like think piece this long blog about um just different things i observed and it was a really interesting like weekend because it was yeah. shows ending pop culture phenomenons ending and then like blurred con i'm like yo i'm with my people I'm with the black nerds the black fans all of this which was a stark uh, uh a difference between like that side of fandom that i don't like yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. i was thinking like do you get any of that where you'll have some white dude hitting you up it's like i can't believe you did this ghostbusters thing and <laughs> it's, it's just weird it's like yo yeah. like, don't be a cesspool don't be a dick like get what get yeah. what this is and that's that's the thing it's like how is this in, in some ways it's, it's not comparison but it's just an artist how is this different from something like warhol would have done right no exactly no and i and i and i think about those type of artists all the time because they would just um sometimes i mean they're doing something really simple but they did have a game plan about what they were doing especially eddie warhol like just putting that uh tomato soup can he had a reason to doing it because he was just showing about like against like capitalism basically yeah right so but i think my focus like even the new mission ghostbusters joint was really about busting those old ghosts to like that that call black people Mm-hmm. Uh, from these images or whatever, right? So it's like truly trying to exercise those demons and, and just trying to say that in a cool way. So how do you how do you say all these things in a cool ass way, but still make it funky and fresh and people understand it automatically? So you got to add these pop culture references that everybody knows yeah. and love. You know what I'm saying? So it has nothing to do with white people or it has nothing to do with Ghostbusters. Really, I just need the I just need the title. 
Yeah. To lock it in. That's all I really need. <laughs> and, and, and that's and that's the thing. Like using that as an the Ghostbusters thing as an example, because I I remember looking at it, looking at the trailer for the not the most recent one, but the the one that mm-hmm. got all uh, the the fanboys yeah. neck beards. Yeah, yeah. And right, right, right. I, I just remember my girl who's from New York, she was like, Yo, why, they don't even take tokens anymore. Why is the black chick like in this mm-hmm. now lesser role? And I was right. like, you see how they do? I was like, this is mm-hmm. supposed to be about this empowerment thing, but still, yeah, yeah. y'all down here, which using an example of like what you have behind you, those two images behind you, that's why uh-huh. that is important. It's like I almost can see yeah, the flip yeah. of, yeah, I'm going to take this malign thing that people didn't really like, this, the uh, mm-hmm. answer to call Ghostbusters. Now all of them right. are black. You know, <laughs> it's, right. it's like we're going to do that. And yeah, for sure. Because it gets missed out on. Yeah. Um, and- you know, you can do a lot with that. So much again. That's what I said. The, the um inspiration in which they keep going because there's so much to change, man. Because they're always yeah. doing something really dirty as far as in the in the media. Yeah. Uh, and we notice it because we've been seeing media for a long time, so we know how it works. We know when they want to show people. So there's so much to change, man. There's so much to change. Yeah, and, and and one of the things is you're like for me, you you can probably hear the passion in my voice when it comes to it. It's <laughs> like you're supposed to be like if this is for me, because that's the thing I always ask, who's this for? Yeah. If right, this exactly. is for me, if I'm Joe nerd hanging out, watching something like I go back to what the, uh, what is it? Ghostbusters, not Ghostbusters, uh, Transformers, what have you, the, the second joint. And I was like, yo, why the black cars? And it's like, well, they're not right, black, right, they're cars. Yeah. I was like, you know what y'all would do. Yeah, like, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. man. They were, they were speaking, speaking job and breakdancing and all type of uh, madness. So yeah, they had of course, gold like, teeth. It didn't, right, so they right, couldn't read. Right. I was like, can we, yeah. can we not do this? Can we just do something different mm-hmm. right now? I, I sometimes I'm late. Like, they just think like people are dumb, or they just like making fun of us. I don't. I, it's gotta be one or the other. Cause, yeah. Because at this point, like, come on, man, like. You know, come on. <laughs> it's like it's like certain characters when you look at these things from like the eighties. Like, yeah. you see Jazz, you're like, Jazz is a black guy. You know, it's right. fine. It's you know, Panther like, was a black guy. Jazz, Panther, oh yeah, exactly, man. Like, Jet Black, he's a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they made him a black guy. Right, um, yeah, no, it's, it's foolishness. Man. It really is. <laughs> um, so let's see. Look at recent. Um, in terms of recent influences, um, are there mm-hmm. spe- some specific works, whether it be visual art, uh, literature, film, music, that really pop um, and are important to you, like right now? Yeah. So, um, as far as films go, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah really, like, really did something for me because I never <laughs> thought they would make a. I never thought they would make a movie like that ever in my life. Right. And um. Me and my friends growing up always huge like Black Panther stands, and, and, and as well as Fred Hampton stands in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it's, when I first saw it, I was, I was uh, harassing my wife saying, "I don't think this dude looks like uh, Fred Hampton at all." <laughs> and I got, everyone, <laughs> everyone did that. It's like, who is this? Yeah, Sam Jackson's angry. Sam <laughs> Jackson's like these Brits coming yeah. in here taking our jobs. It's like, all right, so, at, so after I got over that initial, uh, you know, shock, and then once I actually started watching movies, listening to that, like how they were making it and what it was yeah. looking like, they really made a really dope ass, cool ass war movie. Um, and so they so they basically that fight that struggle between the system and black people just trying to organize out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that um, anything Spike Lee, um, any old speeches on YouTube with James Baldwin, Malcolm X, yeah, uh, and like you know just I just I just so when I'm up work uh, late in, uh, sorry, sorry when I'm working late at night I just like play with, like old speeches on YouTube or I'm watching like, just having on my TV in the background just kind of like just to hear like how they spoke about society. And I'm like, damn, I heard they, they did a clever spin on it because they had to make it clever at the same time and make it interesting. But yeah. you listen to it for an hour, right? So I try to, like, again, like apply those those ideas to like a piece, one piece of visual art that you can just stand there and look at, but it will say a whole lot. So, like, again, that's always a, 
the process and the levels and that I'll try to get to it. I look at individuals who kind of like told those stories and explained it very well mm-hmm. and made it very plain but it didn't confuse people. So I try to, again, I'll apply all that to the creative. Yeah, I mean, it's like, can you... It's it's not it's not code switching, but it's in right. that that neighborhood where it's like you know who you're relating to, and you yeah. have that. I like to use the term a crossover appeal. It's like mm-hmm. I can talk to like, and, and what I aim to do yeah. with this, it's like, yo, I could talk to like the hood dude that's doing whatever he's doing, and I could talk to the quote unquote intellectual and the you know the the, the scared white girl. I could do the whole thing and be able to have a, a cogent conversation with with right. any of them. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. I struggle talking to artists because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's funny, man. Like, I, and I think it's always about common grounds. So with artists, I mean, that I'm talking to, there's only a common ground somewhere. I think yeah. I think the common ground for me when I meet other artists is just like the fact that we're doing art and we're showing it to people. And it's, that's creative in itself, like putting it out there, putting yourself out there, yeah. up for all type of criticism is, is a very, like, nuts thing to do anyway, right? So having the balls to do that is one step to it. And then after that, it's just like, you know, what story you want to tell? And some some people just like this is some really crazy, really cool stuff, man. Like I really do um like painting. Like people who can paint very well. I'm like, yeah. how do you like how's your I mean listen, I know I'm I'm a wizard at graphic design, but like these motherfuckers who can paint. And I'm like, man, this is like how do you even like get that to make it look so photo real, man? It's like I'm just amazed by it, honestly, man. I'm just but you know, I'm not a painter, so I just I just I'm just amazed by how painters can just like with their hand or wrist. Yeah. To be the subtlety of it all. Cause I mean when I when I was in school painting or whatever, I had no subtlety in my hand. Like it was very you know, but I have with, with, with the computer, which is like, which is strange to me. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think sometimes when you're, and I think out of the different gems that come out of this podcast, I think a lot of times what happens is uh, I like to have the artists talk about their process and what they're what they're mm-hmm. doing at times, and it's just something someone's going to gain out of it. And it may yeah. not, like kind of what we were saying earlier, it may not be your specific discipline, but it's like, right. oh, I can do that. Oh, I'm already yeah, doing sure. that. You use you use Evernote? Sure, I can write down uh-huh. some stuff. And, yeah. and and that's the thing. Like right now, I'm trying to transition <laughs> into doing like scripts because I want to do a documentary. And yeah. uh, I want to put together a treatment and all of that stuff. And, I, you know, it might be a block for this traditional way of this is how you should do this. But if someone's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the way I did it. Oh, cool. Dude. Yeah. Maybe that works for me. Maybe that works for somebody else in a, in a different way. Um, so I got one last question before we get to these rapid fire ones. Uh, so this one is a multi-part one. So okay. I, I can I can break it down piece by piece because I'll see a lot of work. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So <laughs> here it is. Um, what are you what are you doing besides being an artist? Um, is that the full time gig? Is that just part of the gig? And like, how do you define that role of the role of art in your life? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, so it's basically full time. I mean, but what do I do outside of that? I'm a bit, and I'm also like a full time dad. So like, you know, taking take, take care of my, my, my little my little queen, my little artist in training. Uh, Absolutely. Out of that. Um, and then just like again, like take some contract grab the genre out here and there to help people out that, that call me that really need help because I don't like always doing this. So I'm like, ah, if it's a good friend, I'm like, ah, I can help you out. Like, seriously, just right now, a good friend of mine, he's out, he's working at the Grill now. So he said, hey, can you help me out with this project? So I like help him out with that stuff right there. Um, but how to, the, the thing with art plays my life now, because art always had a, a piece of my life like that was really important. So I always just enjoyed it, loved it. But as far as being an artist, I think that um, I'm really kind of understanding who I am completely as a person. Uh, I'll be 40 years old this year, right? So oh, wow. it took me to it took me four it took me to turn 40 to truly figure it out. But like now that I know who I am and what I want to do and what I want to say, and I'm saying it to people now, so now I gotta do it because I'm saying it, or I'm not a man of my word. <laughs> yeah. right? So 
if I'm preaching it, I want to be about the liberation stuff. You know I mean, I gotta like kind of go fully hard of it, like really believing in like uh, touching and feeling and, and interacting with people, like black people that I meet, like treat them like as my brother, no matter what. I mean, of course, like, you know, just play it by ear and like say my feelings, like totally. they're a good person or not. But I think it's really just it's taught me just like really art has kind of like revealed the true person that I really am. Uh, as as far as doing that as a, as a true artist, now. yeah, right. So I think mean, that's that's the coolest part, kind of like getting that um that true feeling of who I am, but that that knowledge of self, like damn, I know I, I know who I am now. Like, it took me a little while. Yeah. I mean, I always always I always like myself, but now I really like myself. That I can do what I want to do, right? And it's not like a um an arrogant kind of boastful like like overconfident thing. It's like really just like a coming into like understanding type of thing. And I think that's that that enlightenment, that realization that people have, and they're just like, "Yeah, man, that's that's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm, I'm on my that's path, man." Because <laughs> like, I, I had this conversation, and, and every now and again, like people remind me, "This like, no, you're just doing it." Like even even at, and this is going to sound boastful, even at my worst, I'm still tapped in to the thing right, that yeah. I'm doing. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you're holding the thing. You're doing the stuff. Like I've had like really high level people out sit down and talk with, and I think I'm bombing an interview. And they're like, no, you crushed that. And I was like, nah, yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And it's like, look, don't put that faux modesty. I was like, I'm terrible. <laughs> so it's like, it's right. real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I never really, I mean, again, like, I think it's really just, uh, that process was kind of like really figuring out who you are. And I didn't think I, was, I didn't know I was on that journey. I, was, I thought I was doing all right. You know what I'm saying? That job, you know what I mean? Got the wife, got the kid and everything. You know, I guess I'm doing the family man thing, but like really it's just like, damn, you know that, like, I didn't know that this, I didn't know that this was missing until I, until I actually received it. And I just, yeah. like, where just been my whole life? Cause I always been creative. I've always been, I've always been artistic. I had a graphic design job for a long time, yeah. but never felt like an artist. Never, I felt like I just had a job doing art, doing like, creative work, Yeah, but Again, like once um, I got that battery in my back to say, "Oh, you artist now." I was like, "All right, you about, about to you know start going crazy with this stuff, man." So uh, again, it, it's why I work at such a rapid pace now because I got so much that I didn't get to say before that I'm trying yeah. to say right now. Mm-hmm. Pulling from my childhood, pulling from like what's happening currently. Uh, it's pulling from the '60s and '70s. I love history, so pulling from history, yeah. like ancient history, to like you know even like say, this uh, current contemporary history. Man, like just pulling from everywhere because. Yeah. I think about these things all the time, right? Time travel and like, what does it mean to like for a black person to travel through time and what would they do? What would they say? What would they tell black people when they see them? Like, this, these things, I think about this all my head and it should have been in our movies, right? But never mm-hmm. did. So yeah. I'm trying to, uh, yeah. So, and so, and then, yeah, so I, I just want to say uh, this. So that's why I, I make movie posters because I want to inspire. Because I, I, I don't make film, I know film's a long process, but maybe just inspiring filmmakers who see one of my posters and say, I could do something like that. That's a, a cool ass, dope ass idea. Mm-hmm. And it might spark that feeling with like actually pulling that movie off. Um, so yeah, a lot of lot of work to do, man. A lot of work, a lot of work. No, I love it. I love it. Um, and, and that's that's the way like sometimes when someone makes that that reach and you see like those black voices out there and they're doing something that's yeah. like you were very close and yeah. you, you yeah. were almost there. You you see it at times with um mm-hmm. with Jordan Peele, you saw it with Misha right. Green, and you're oh, like, You guys prime. were close. Yeah, it's like you guys were yo, close. <laughs> no prime, no prime, but I was like, yo, they they are they're touching it. They 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 they're touching around it, they're touching around yeah. it. And, and I know they they it's fortunate to have a TV show because they had I guess, what, 10 episodes to kind of, like, to mm-hmm. mess around with a lot of different ideas and a lot of different genres that one movie couldn't probably pull off. Mm-hmm. So even if it doesn't get a season two, they really did something special with that because they were kind of, like, playing the scenes to, like, see Black people in these scenarios, uh, whether it's hard, sci-fi fantasies, and, mm-hmm. you know, the space travel, all these things were all, like, being touched, uh, which was, like, which was really cool and dope, man, so... 
And that's the thing that we want to see, you know, those those ideas being sparked and kind of Mm -hmm. pushing, pushing whatever it is and say, oh, yeah, I was inspired by this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So now we got these rapid fire questions. I'm going to hit you off with these real quick. Um, These don't require any additional context unless you really think it's necessary. All right. So uh, (laughs) so this this might be this kind of ties into a previous question, but I think it's a good one. Um, It holds you Uh to the spot. Um, finish this sentence. Without art, I would. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Probably homeless. Uh, homeless. Homeless. <laughs> I would homeless. That's great. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would, I'll be. I'll be home. I don't. I, I really don't know. I, I don't know anymore. I, I, I used to know, but I don't know. And I think that's that's the creative part. I'm doing art now. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know how to do anything else. I don't know if I got all the rest of my skills. It'd be great to flip it. It's like, if I, without art, I'd be on some other shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll be on some other So you're based in D.C. If, share your, uh, a favorite like memory of D.C., like something that's just very D.C.-centric. Was it like, yo, you were out there and it was a go-go battle and people would throw a mumbo sauce at each other? What, what was happening? That was ridiculous. What was happening? Oh, man. Um, my favorite D.C. moment, New Street in his, in his prime, man. Prime U Street. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been there a few times. <laughs> Prime U Street from from 14th to 9th, uh, from Marvin to Brixton, <laughs> going down to like 9th Street. Like, uh-huh. if, you, if, if it was like between the years of 2013 and 2016, 17, every weekend you probably see me and my homies in the streets just causing all type of ruckus and having fun. Love to hear it. Um, lastly, um, the, the, I like to get this from people outside of like learning about people's processes outside of mm-hmm. learning about these kind of like weird connections to other art that kind of gives you yeah. juice. What do you collect? I mean, you uh, around pop culture, so you have to be collecting yeah. something. Uh, so comic books, baseball cards, uh, football cards, um, other little posters, like small toys and trains, yeah. uh, Legos. I got a bunch of Legos. Oh, pop figures. I got Dave Rockets right here. Dang. And, <laughs> and, uh, and also collect more art. I make my own baseball football cards now because I'm not even in the mix as far as like collecting hardcore anymore. But yeah. some people don't have cards. So I'll make other people cards. I don't know if you saw the Ricky's one I did for Boston Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Like I want to see. So again, I get to, I'm at the point now where I can start collecting all stuff and it has value because people put value on it, which is also a dope, one of the dopest parts, man. So that's great. Um, yeah. And, um, my friend's trying to get me into VHS tapes, but I haven't got there yet. I don't even know the process, but apparently that's a new wave that people are collecting now. Uh-huh. Uh, who the hell? Who knew? Um, but yeah, man, it's like I try to find, but not like collect any any old thing. Trying to collect the cool things that I actually really want. So I have like a authentic RoboCop over there. I yes. have um, Nat, I have Nat X from Saturday Night Live, the, yeah. the Chris Rock character. Um, yeah, it's like just like like cool, funny stuff like that. It's like I got like a Pants Spencer. I got you know. What what is that wave? Yeah, yeah. So like, I've been finding something cool. And I'm like, oh, that's unique. I need that that little small piece or that that little. Yeah, I, I'll I'll go after that. So yeah, it's nothing. I don't collect majorly, but when I find something really cool and dope, I want that right there. So anytime like, there's like a dope Lego set that yeah. I really need, I get it. Oh, and I got my brother got me um this right here, this hot rod from the Transformers movie, the authentic hot rod. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Though. Yeah. So, uh, cause obviously Prime is very expensive. So you know. Hot Rod is a good alternative for right now. But yeah, man, like, um, like all, all that stuff, man. Like, all stuff I had, oh, G-Shock watches. I still got a bunch of those. Um, they need batteries, though, because I haven't worn them in a while. <laughs> I but remember yo, G-Shocks like, was popping yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's where they're all from that era. Of, like, of, like, oh, yeah. And um, sometimes, like, Vintage, like, Vintage clothes. I have, like, you know, some Vintage jackets here and there that I like yeah. to keep. Um, but yeah, just, like, 
it is anything that I deem cool. I, if I think it's cool, I'll, I'll try to rock it, try to freak it to like make it fit into my minor and things that I also collect at the same time. Yeah. And, and I noticed that they kind of feel seamless because I haven't changed in a while, apparently. <laughs> and I, and I've been the same size for a while, so nothing's really changed. I can still fit shit from uh, high school if I wanted to, but I can't miss all my parents' house. And it's all way too big because it's all like 2, 3X. Um, Oh, oh no, we were a little <laughs> reckless. I was like, I got this 4X Mecca on. Let's go. Listen, I got uh, the 3X state property jacket. My, my dad wears it right now. Uh, I mean, and dude, I, I've never been 3X in my life, ever in my life. Seriously. I mean, it's, it's like, yo, bro, where's your Javos at? Like, right. <laughs> with the bands point, at the bottom. At one point, these joints are going to be uh, vintage and people are going to collect them. It's going to be like, it's, it's always weird how the, the wave of like collection yeah. like, kind of like rolls around and kind of like, Flips and everything, so I'm curious to see what these kids like. When my daughter's been collecting, but she yeah. just collects stuff, right? You know, and she has a wealth of stuff. She has, she can have all books, all my cards. Uh, she can't have some cards I gotta keep for myself, all my Griffey joints, but she can have a lot of stuff too. I mean, you, you'd be, you'd lose your mind if you run into this thing that I'm, I don't know if you've seen it as this TikTok, and it was like these um tw- 2000s, they were having a Early, they were having a 2000s day. They were born in 2000. I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing 2002 day. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I used to wear that. It's like all of the, yeah. the jerseys that don't fit, the matching fitteds. Yeah, it's yeah, like, with the, headbands, the headband with the do-rag. The, oh, my yeah, God. All that stuff, man. Stocking caps with the cape out. All, all type of craziness, man. Um, back when I had braids, and obviously I had braids because AI was really huge at that, at that point in time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm man. There. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're washed. <laughs> so, um, um, yes, I, I literally have pajamas on a hoodie right now. It's just Carhartt because I'm working on myself. Uh, right. So with, with that being said, um, I want to yeah. wrap up and I want to invite you to um, tell the fine folks where to check you out, check your workout. Mm-hmm. And thank you for being on this podcast. This has been wonderful. Hey, thank you, brother. Um, you can find me at uh, on Instagram, or for the Black Market underscore. underscore. The underscore was added because my got my other page canceled, which is which was for the Black Market. And my, my other page, MJ is Prime, Got rushed, got attacked, uh, and hacked by the Russians. So that one's going too. Uh, so yeah, so <laughs> R for the Black Market underscore uh, or MauriceJamesJr.com is my name. Uh, or just um, come to my show. I got a show coming up uh, this this month in February. Um, yeah, this is this is basically it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just chilling. Man. That's a bet. So again, um, I want to thank um, Maurice James Jr. for coming on to the podcast. And I'm saying that there is art in and around your city. You just got to look for it. 